wrestling diehards only, this is the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast on IdahoSports.com, where there we go, where we are breaking down uh, the great sport of wrestling week in, week out here in Idaho. My name is Brandon Bainey. Thank you to everybody tuning in tonight live on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, Twitter account, as well as the Idaho Wrestling News Facebook page. We love having you on to really stir up the conversation. And we've got a lot to talk about this week, certainly, as we are now in the year 2024. As you're hanging out tonight, feel free to throw a question or a shout out to your favorite team, favorite coach, favorite athlete in the chat, and we'll get your comments up on the screen to discuss in real time. Um, and so one small request before we dive into everything, uh, not everybody can tune in live. We have a ton of you that tune in live week in week out and we love it some people can't though and that is understandable family time or other competitions are taking place so a lot of people come back and watch on replay it's a lot easier for everybody to find it the day after a couple of days after if you hit that like button and then share this when it's all said and done if you do that it helps everybody that can't be here live find it a little easier so thank you for doing that all right my name is brandon bainey let's bring on our panel tonight Coach Al Fontes. Al, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you and everyone in Idaho and abroad. <laughs> yeah, sounds great. Uh, also here tonight, Brian Zollinger. Brian, what's going on? Diehards, how we doing? <laughs> Good to see you. And usually Jacob Eck is also on the show with us, guys. He says he's on the way. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> We we wait with bated breath uh, for Jacob to arrive. Uh, of course, we always start the show with the best thing that we saw from the past week of competition. Al, I'll go ahead and tee it up for you first. What was the best thing that you saw? Uh, I was tracking the Sierra Nevada Classic. I mean, overall, we had a pretty good representation there uh, at that tournament with uh, Caldwell. Thunder Ridge was there, and they represented real well. And uh, Minico was there and they had several kids play. So I just think the overall, the representation of Idaho wrestling at Sierra Nevada for the teams that we sent there, they did very well. Um, I believe Minico was took sixth place there and Caldwell was in the top 16 for the boys. And, and then uh, in the girls, Thunder Ridge, I think placed second, I believe, which is, is really good for, for this state. And I think the Caldwell girls were six. So that's that's one of the best things I saw. Yeah, I was really impressed with Thunder Ridge uh, in particular. That's what really jumped off the page for me, Al, when I was looking at the results for sure. Um, we've got a couple of shout-outs in the chat, Brian, and then we will get to the best thing that you saw from the past week. But here's, of course, Jacqueline representing Post Falls. Post Falls Trojan in the house. Happy New Year, Idaho. Yes, certainly. And, of course, Skylar Beck, another great North Idaho uh, standout. Uh, she says cul-de-sac high school has a junior high team this year. So excited, Brian, that is exciting because cul-de-sac, as far as I know, doesn't compete in any varsity sports on their own. They all have to go with, you know, whatever school is up the road. That's really exciting. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Good to see for sure. Yeah. Opportunity is great. Yeah. 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 We love that. Okay, Brian. So what was the best thing that you saw from this past week? You know, there wasn't a lot going on this week. So, you know, I would have said also the Sierra Nevada Spring Classic, those teams that did well. A couple of the other tournaments that we had teams at, Post Falls didn't take, you know, all of their 
horses, but they took quite a few and still won the tournament they were at in Washington. Uh, without a full team, they won that. Um, so I thought that was impressive, but I, I'd have to say the best thing I saw was was Thunder Ridge girls taking second, Minico boys taking sixth at the Sierra Nevada Classic. That was pretty cool, pretty pretty dead week of wrestling. But, uh, you know, the teams we had traveling, like I said, Post Falls did great. So it was good to see all those teams that, uh, you know, a couple smaller tournaments in Idaho. I think uh, uh, New Plymouth won the tournament they were at. Um, I think that was in Glens Ferry, so they did a good job. So not a lot going on, but those team results from Idaho were fun to watch. Definitely. Um, yeah, we were talking about the performance of the Thunder Ridge girls and, of course, girls wrestling in the state of Idaho. Uh, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago the Andrew Beck Memorial Tournament was held in Grangeville. Skyler says, I'm keeping my dad's legacy going. Yes, you are, Skyler. Uh, you, you wear that Beck name with pride. Uh, because I know he's he's watching from above and really excited for all the great things that are happening in Idaho girls wrestling. Uh, Lynn is ready for Raleigh Lane. Get ready for the Post Falls Trojans. Yes, we will be talking about Raleigh Lane ad nauseum coming up for sure. Andrew Olinger is in the house from the West Side Pirates. Brian, over in your neck of the woods, east, they're a little further south. Yeah. Uh, let's go West Side and especially Aaron McDaniel. Brian. Uh, I know from football, Aaron McDaniel is a beast at defensive tackle for West Side. So I can only imagine what he's like, you know, in the circle too. Exactly. Same thing, you know, West Side, impressive team. I was at the uh, North Fremont tournament this year and saw them. And I, I think at those team duels, uh, they may, went up, may have went undefeated. So, you know, they've got the Gunderson brothers there, 160, Colton Gunderson, returning state champion, I believe. And, and you know, we push him. But uh, McDaniel's a beast. There's some good kids on that West Side squad for sure. Yep. You mentioned Gunderson. Jeremy says the best thing he saw was Jacob Shaw over Gunderson at 160 in Glens Ferry. Yes, that is a big victory for Jacob Shaw from New Plymouth. Definitely. Yep. So yep, that was a huge victory. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, guys. The best thing that I saw is actually about something coming up this weekend. I was on uh, social media a little uh, earlier this evening, and I saw that the Raleigh Lane Wrestling Invitational is up to 98 schools. <laughs> and so that is simply incredible, guys. Um, they they say, officials say, uh, 90 of the 98 schools will field boys' teams and 70 of the 98 schools will field girls' teams. 98 wow. schools. That's, that is remarkable, Al, for the Raleigh Lane invite. Well, at the pace we're going, it's going to be 90 and 90, so we may have to cut back a little bit because it's getting big. <laughs> Girls are only growing. The trend numbers are only going up, so uh, it's interesting. That's that's great. Great for both uh, boys and girls. We are going to show a list of all the teams that are competing at Raleigh Lane this weekend. I already know we're missing a couple because the list keeps changing and more and more teams are committing. So uh, when we show that list coming up here in a little bit, if you don't see your favorite school, throw it in the in the chat and we'll make sure you know your team gets the uh, proper acknowledgments there. Um, and so, and yes, Amy says not all of the 98 are actually going. Some listed are girls only. Yes, it is, but a combination of boys teams girls teams and schools that are bringing both it is 98 schools represented in some form or fashion al including buell it sounds like buell's girls will head over to raleigh lane buell boys of course are going to stay back for 
Uh, what do we believe? It's the 50th annual Buell Invitation. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's the thing we talked about last podcast. I think the Buell invite from what I've spoken with people, other than the COVID year, might have been a break. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but this is the 50th annual. Other than the Red Halverson, uh, I know that one's been around a long time. You guys probably know more. Raleigh's been around 24 years. I'm interested. What other tournaments even come close? You know, 50 years is a long time. That's a lot of tradition. Brian, Tiger, Grizz, how long has that been going? At, at least 40. So, at you least know, 40? Yeah, so it, it's getting up there. Um, you know, it was 80s for sure. It could be pushing 50. I, I'd have to look for sure. Yeah, yeah. and Tri-State's been around for a while too, right? I mean, I yeah. wrote about top tournaments 20-something years ago, and Tri-State was one of them. So they've been around at least 20-plus. Yeah. Um, so we want to post this to the to the chat, too. Uh, we're trying to think of uh, the longest-standing tournaments uh, in Idaho wrestling. Uh, Buell turning 50 this weekend. You said Raleigh Lane's 24. Yeah, you're halfway there. I mean, yeah. it's good luck. For Tiger sure. Grizz is 43rd this year. Wow, um, 43 years, 43 yeah. years. 40, yep, 40, yeah, 43 this year. Yep. Wow, that's wow. incredible. And Red Halverson's been around a long time too, Domenico. I'm yeah. sure that's been up there at least 30 years. I don't know. I, I'd be interested in on that one. Yeah, so so we got Amy in the chat. Of course, Amy, big Buell supporter. Uh, she says the Buell invite did happen during COVID, Al. The Magic Valley was all kinds of open. <laughs> it, was, it, it was unless you were way up in the like Wood River area, and then they were like Uber on lockdown. But um, yeah, so they, they didn't miss the COVID year. And she says Tri-State 52 years, Al. Wow. Pretty impressive. Wow, that's a lot of history there. Yeah, and Bridget, Bridget backs that up. Tri-State 52nd year. Wow, that's good history. Thank you very much. This is why we do this because uh, we like to pretend we know a lot, Al. But sometimes, <laughs> hey, we turn it to the diehards and we say, "Hey, we need help." <laughs> I'm trying to get it all up here. It's going to take years. <laughs> yep, for sure. So, yeah, kind of a cool deal that the Buell invite is happening this weekend, Brian. Yeah. In 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 the last couple of years, it really has been kind of a. Uh, measuring stick for all of the class 3a schools you know the 3a teams that are really serious about going to state and competing typically go to the buell invite yeah and it, it looks the same this year i mean they're all there at south fremont i think i see south fremont on the raleigh list so they might be splitting their team up so we not might not get a good preview there but with south fremont uh teton shows up marsh valley's there uh, and then you got some of the you know the two ways ryrie usually goes to that tournament so you know, it's going to be a tough and a good measuring to stick to see some of those that we're not going to see. I think Snake River is usually there. So a lot of those 3A teams that are going to be in the mix for the title will be there. So we'll, we'll have a good idea after this kind of where they're at for sure. Yeah, and I did not see Jerome on the uh, Raleigh Lane invite. So maybe they're going to stay local this week and go. Maybe a Jerome uh, fan can let me know in the chat. But that would be a good competition as well coming from the 4A ranks, definitely. Um, Xavier Henry says, sup, Al. What's up? That's, uh, yeah, he's a kid I've been mentoring from California for a lot of years. Love you, brother. Thanks for checking in. That's awesome. Good kid. He's a two-time state. He went to state twice in California section placer. Both of his matches to get to state came down into triple overtime, both years in a row, the qualify. So you talk about a warrior. <laughs> it's tough. Ooh, that's big league for sure. Yeah. Um, Tom says Century is splitting their roster up between Raleigh and the Buell invites. There you go. Diamondbacks, a 4A team. You know, they're going to have some kids competing at Buell, which is impressive. 
Um, Al, we talked about, you just mentioned Xavier from California and we know the kind of caliber of athletes California has on the wrestling scene. There are some California teams that are coming to the Raleigh lane invite this weekend. Jacob says central Catholic bringing one of the best 32 pounders in the country. Al, this guy is the real deal coming from California. Yeah, that's Victor, uh, Alexander Gutierrez. He's currently ranked number two in the state. He's a sophomore. He was top 12 last year. He was in the blood rounds, but that says a lot in that state with one division. So I expect him to be in the mix. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we have good Idaho kids too. So it'd be interesting to see how that plays out. So and Al, we got, we got Cap Capistrano Valley. They're a Southern section team, but they're, I think they're young. Well, I don't know too much about them, but they, back in the eighties, they were a traditional power, but I think they're young now. So it'd be fun. Al, you did some research of kind of, you know, the top guys to watch from some of these out-of-state teams that are coming up this weekend, including California, that Central Catholic squad. You got a kid listed at 106, a freshman, Eliezer Valdez. He's ranked 22nd in the state, and we might go, well, 22nd, you know, what's that? But in California, that, that's pretty legit for a freshman. So think of it not as a number 22. Think of, if you're in the top 12 to 15, you're a super stud. If you're 16 to 25, you're in a tight cluster that you're, you're right there to get the state and you can possibly medal. So don't, that's, don't, that, that's just very deceiving. Um, yeah. It's, he's probably a decent freshman. For sure. Um, yeah. Sean giving a shout out to Central Catholic. Sean Central knows he's, he's, he's from, from the, that area so he knows. yes and how about this central catholic youth wrestling watching tonight thanks for the kind <laughs> words coach eck because uh jacob was talking a little bit about the uh coach he won midlands back when midlands was midlands uh, oh, it was, um yeah. emilio Saavedra. Oh, another stud yeah he was yeah. a yeah he wrestled for modesto high schools he was a stud one of the yeah. best in the country in and now high school back in the day and now he's coaching them. So that's, yeah, that's big league. That's really exciting stuff for Idaho. Al, this is what we've kind of talked about, right? Mm -hmm. Idaho has now risen to a level nationally where we are getting some of these premier out-of-state teams to come to our backyard and compete here in Idaho, which is no, I great. think it's great. You know, it's great to measure yourself against other states and other competitions. It's only going to help you when you get up to that next level at state and beyond. I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, we were asking a little earlier, guys, you know, and, and real quick, you know, we've talked about Raleigh Lane. We've talked about the Buell invite coming up this weekend. Cody says, don't sleep on the battle for the M. Try dual Thursday night. Madison, Middleton, Minico. This is actually going to be pretty fun, Brian. Yeah, I've never heard it called the battle for the M. I love this. And then I was wondering, is, is that what Al's is up there? Or is that just random? Was no, it's actually municipal. It's uh, Mark Wahlberg's product. Uh, he's got all the kinds of gear. Well, so, well, now yeah. we got the battle. Yeah, the big M right there, and and that's that's three good teams. That's going to be a fun duel. I, I'd like to see that. Um, you, where is that, uh, Cody? Is that in Boise this weekend over at Middleton? Because that'd be something fun to do Thursday night. Madison, one of the top five A. Middleton's right there competing. They've got some great kids, and Minico obviously in the mix for four A. So that's going to be three good duels. Yeah, I would wonder. You know, Minico's kind of right in the middle there between Madison and Middleton. It would make sense for everybody to meet in Minico, but yeah, Cody, let us know where that's happening. Uh, for the record, I kind of like Minico in that tri-duel. I know it'd yeah. be a tough matchup, but you know, I think Minico yeah. could, could. Is this the first, obviously first time they've done this. Cause if so, it's great to start good traditions like this. Yeah. It really is. It's good for wrestling. Yeah. 
no doubt um annie is here tonight repping the timberlake tigers she says raleigh here we come shout out to our 126 paul sundstrom timberlake making the trip down from the from the mighty north brian yeah yeah uh, 98 teams we got somebody from everywhere and you know i I can't wait to see some of these battles that Mm -hmm. we just don't get to see uh you know, 4A against 3A, 5A against 3A. I mean, there's going to be a lot of mixes, and then you have the out-of-state matches in. And, man, it's it's tough to call some of these brackets. It'd be fun to do a fantasy uh, <laughs> a fantasy pool and see who gets it right because you have this out-of-state stuff in the mix, and there's some of these weights I'm not sure how to, how to even handicap. Yeah, it'd be impossible. Uh, Ryan is here tonight repping North Idaho as well, repping Priest River. That's not far from where I'm at, guys. And, Reese River, good uh, two-way program there. Okay, uh, we were talking about some of the long-standing tournaments in Idaho history. Buell Invite, 50th annual this weekend. Tri-State just had its 52nd edition a couple weeks ago. Corey says, I have a program from Tiger Grizz from wow. 1969. So we're talking 55 years there, Brian. Yeah, that's pretty impressive because I, I had just pulled it up and newspaper had, Post Register had that it would be the was in 2021 said it would be the 40th so that's uh 55 years and Corey would know if she's got a program that's proof she's she's teaching the newspaper or something <laughs> that's right <laughs> well just another classic uh fake news no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> uh okay we were uh central catholic says hey thanks for having us at the Raleigh lane we look forward to competing hard we look forward to watching you guys and uh, competing too that's going to be so much fun um okay we were talking about the battle for the m right it's middleton minico madison marcy says it's at middleton high school and david says it's at middleton also and cody says it's at middleton starts at four bring the fam al i like cody he could kind of be the hype man for these big premier events yeah the promoter that's great <laughs> Yeah, that I I love this. You know, it's a, it's a nice tradition, and I actually might just show up for that. Last year we had that. Um, who who did we? Oh, it was uh, South Fremont and um, Meridian, right? Meridian. Meridian. Yeah, that that was a great duel the night before Raleigh Lane because I think all the teams get in there that night. So uh, yeah, might actually be something to do over there. Well, our Rocky's going to wrestle Coeur Lane, so we go uh, Thursday night. We're going to have a duel, so duels. sort of a warm up match for the tournament. Cool. That that is awesome. Uh, Tom yeah. says Madison is legit. They crushed hopes and dreams at the High Country Conference <laughs> duels, Brian. <laughs> they did. They did. They're you know that's gonna just. I mean, and Middleton, they've got some dogs in the middle of that lineup. So you know that that could be fun. And Minico Madison, Madison could just pull that upset. I mean, they're they're solid for sure. Yeah. Uh, Cody says this is the first time that the schools have done this. They got a big traveling M trophy, Al. The winning team gets to take it home and paint it their school colors. Isn't that great? I love the tradition. Yeah. Maybe someday I can write about it. Brian, I did have a question. So, Because uh, Tiger Grizz is obviously kind of your bread and butter. Um, I know in football, for Tiger Grizz, the winning team gets to paint the goalposts at the football stadium in their team colors. Is there yeah. some sort of attachment with wrestling as well? Do they get to paint something? School colors. <laughs> there, there's not because uh, you know if it was just out of, in all the other sports where it's just you know a basketball game, Grizz against the Tigers. There's something, but but the wrestling tournament. There's there's no co- cool tradition like that. You know, it's always been finals under the spotlight with the the flames and stuff like that. But no cool uh, painting the basketball court or anything fun. <laughs> okay, interesting. Uh, Jed is here from South Fremont. Does Brian have a mullet to go with that mustache? <laughs> Kill him. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm working Let's on give it. it back, Brian. <laughs> Tis the season. Tis the season, guys. <laughs> business, business in the front, party in the back, right? Hey, can we grow our mullet? Look at it. <laughs> oh, oh. That's funny, Al, for sure. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, we were kind of, we have a group chat that we, you know, use for the Matt Chat Prep Cast where we toss around ideas and little tidbits and notes, Al. And this, this week, as we were, you know, preparing for the show, you started kind of looking at who are the, the, the wrestlers that have already committed to go compete at the next level at college. And already we're into, you know, just into the new year. And already the list is like pretty impressive of who's committed Al. Yeah. We had early commits and then we have the most recent, most recent commits and uh, you know, it's growing. I mean, I'm impressed. I, I think what there's like nine out of 14 of the boys that are going D one, got a couple going D two and NAI and, uh, uh, Juco, and I only know of one girl, Nia uh, Avelina from Caldwell. I know she's going to Eastern or Oregon. I'd love to know more about some of the other girls going. I haven't seen anything yet, but want to keep building this list and uh, sort of highlight it. Yeah, so here's the list. Um, and if you're watching this, uh, maybe make your screen full size and you'll be able to read it a little easier. But uh, Mac Mogger from Blackfoot, of course, going to Missouri, D1. Coulter Burton from Century, Oklahoma State, D1. Carson Exford from Nampa going to Wisconsin, D1. Hudson Rogers from Meridian going to Oregon State, D1. Jason Mara from Meridian. He was our Idaho Wrestler of the Week last uh, time we did the show. He's going to D1 Stanford. Jaden Skellinger from BK. He's going to Lehigh University. That's in Pennsylvania. That's a mm-hmm. D1 school. Tucker Bowen, Soda Springs, going to D1 Wyoming. And then we got Jackson Packer from South Fremont going to D2 Sioux Falls. Kyle Guerra from Blackfoot going to Eastern Oregon NAIA uh, level as well. These were the early commits out. And then we had, we've had we had a wave of recent commits here also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jake Castaneda, Bishop Kelly, he just uh... – uh, you know, committed with uh, North Dakota State. Uh, he's joining Shiloh Jones, same college. You know, Tragen Morin of Ridgeview, West Liberty. I, that's in West Virginia, D2 school. Blanford, another Middleton kid going to Western Colorado U, uh, D2. And then Hoyt Voss is going to be going up north to North Idaho College. I know they're doing a great job there, Coach Booth. I think they're ranked in the top five right now in the JUCO. So it'd be great to see him there. And then, as uh, I said, Nia Avellino of Caldwell, she's, I know she has a sister as well going to Eastern Oregon. But um, there's also – we also got uh, Jackson Duncan. I think uh, he's a Bishop Kelly kid going to Midlands, NAIA. Then Martino, uh, he's a junior, um, going to be joining his brother at Princeton in another year. And then uh, Javon Johns Caldwell going to Missouri. So those are all 25 uh, class 25 kids that are early committed for next year. So that's, I have to say for our per capita, it's very impressive. And, you know, there's a lot of great coaching here, a lot of family support, and there's so many people involved in why this is happening. Um, and it's, it's an all hands on deck effort for many. So it's great to see. Yeah, for sure. It is an impressive list. Hoyt in the chat, he says, I'm excited to be a Cardinal. <laughs> and I know Coach Booth is excited to have you go compete. You'll help the lineup immediately up there at NIC for sure. Uh, yeah. Tom says, Treasure Valley Community College over in Ontario, Oregon, is recruiting for next year as a college team, boys and girls go Idaho. Al, we were talking about, we talked about this a couple of times outside of NIC. There really isn't a college program for Idaho kids to go to. Well, now, 
yeah, it's Ontario, but it's like just on the other side of the border. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's pretty much a hometown spot. So I'll be interested to see uh, if any Idaho kids go over to, to TVCC also. Yeah, I, I think they're a club. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think they're a club program trying to become a JUCO program, but I'm not 100% sure. But that would be good for wrestling. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, yeah, I think that's correct. Yeah. And Brian, it's been this amazing run that we've been on the last couple of years of a lot of athletes getting to the next level, but high end, you know, D one. And eventually, you know, some classes are going to be stronger than others. We've kind of set this bar really high and it's just going to be hard to match that in some years. (laughs) And so I, I think it's important to not lose sight of the fact that, yeah, it's really cool that we've got all these D one athletes, but just in general, we're sending tons of kids off to NAIA, D2, JUCO, D1, and to really enjoy this process. There may not always be as many D1 headliners, but the fact that we're sending so many every year to college is incredible. It, yeah, it I want to also highlight, too, writing all these articles about these kids, the, that list there, these are high academic students, too. They're great students and great people in their community. I mean, almost everyone I've written about on there is either on a roll, uh, honor society. They're just community work in their community. These are great people, not just good wrestlers, but they're going to, they're going to be great people in the future and in, in, in our society. Yep. Solid. Yep. Yeah. Traveling around with all those kids on that list. I mean, I've seen most of those kids since seventh, eighth grade traveled with them to, you know, national team duels when they were in middle school, junior high, the, the leadership skills that, that those kids have. I mean, every kid on that list is just, you know, they've got the skills, they're good human beings. So it's going to be fun to watch. And, uh, you know, there's, there's more coming down the pipeline. You, it's going to be hard to repeat their, what they did in Fargo this year, but I, I think the senior class this year could be one of the best we've ever seen in the state. Um, mm-hmm. as, as far as the kids we had, we lost some good ones last year, but you know, between Mogger, Skellinger, Burton, Exford, I mean, just Jackson Packer. I mean, that, that it's a great class. And I think they've got a shot at least this year to, to push for a title again, a team title at Fargo. And, uh, you know, it'll be fun to watch and we're, we're reloading. We've got some great freshmen coming in, but it's going to be hard to keep this up for sure. Yeah. And, and, and it's no secret of what these guys did through the years, you know, you watch it. They commit the wrestling, they commit to the wrestling, they commit the family, commit to community. These kids are committed. They put the time in a lot of thousands of hours these kids have put in. So it's not a secret. You just have to be willing to do what they've done. Yeah. They can have the same results because the talent, the coaching's here if they want to get there. Yeah, yep. for sure. It's been pretty impressive, uh, no doubt. And Matt brings up a good point. He says lots of Idaho wrestlers going to the next level in other sports too. And Brian, at the end of the day, if you can get a scholarship to college and get that schooling paid for, I say go for it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, get it done. And he's right. I mean, we saw what the uh, Rose Bowl, we had Idaho players playing in the Rose Bowl. You saw uh, Kenyon Sadiq score a touchdown on the Fiesta Bowl from Skyline. I mean, he's right. Uh, and and so a lot of these wrestlers you've got uh, that have signed are going in football. I think we got the Willoughby kid with New Plymouth is signed to play football somewhere. Um, Biggs may have signed somewhere to go or may, maybe he signed to go track, but uh you know, we've got a lot of wrestlers that are signing in other sports too. Not just yeah. Idaho kid, but Idaho wrestlers going to college and other sports. So, yeah, it's been a it, it, it's been a big couple of months for Idaho, you know, natives uh, on the big sports scene. You talked about all those college football players. Al, the highest played. I know, I know, it's not wrestling, but the highest paid uh, 
player in the uh, United States, uh, the National Women's Soccer League, the, the highest level of professional soccer in America, is from American Falls, Maria nice. Sanchez. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, she's the highest nice. played professional women's soccer player, which is we cool. are the hidden gem, my friend. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and AJ says other sports don't exist on the map. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? Come on. Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> I got in trouble. I talked too much basketball last Oh, no basketball. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep, for sure. Um, Matt says uh hammer throw. Yeah, that's uh, an obvious translation of skills. Uh, yeah, for the yeah, <laughs> right. Wrestling from Cody, Cody's a great wrestler, and now we know he's going to college as a hammer thrower. Yeah. Nice. So. Yep, no doubt. Um, Jacob says 2024 will have quite a few more commits, another D1 or two for sure. Stay tuned. Al, you were talking about all of these, that big list of commits that we showed. You got to get it done in the classroom also. Kylan Guerra from Blackfoot, 4.0 GPA uh, last trimester. So that's another uh, Blackfoot kid getting it done. Yeah, a leader. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, guys, we had a couple of quick uh, shout-outs here. Uh, we asked about Treasure Valley Community College. Are they going to be a club program next year? Yeah, Sean says club program as of now, guys. Um, we were talking about Tiger Grizz. You know, does anybody get to paint anything? Here's Coach Nider. If Idaho Falls beats Skyline this year, we get to paint Brian's hair orange. I like it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> I'm, I'm down with that. We just got to figure out what the flip side for Coach Nider is if, if Skyline wins. So uh, comments are open. What do you think Coach Nider should have to do, right? <laughs> yeah, hey, let's hear it in the chat for sure. I, I would love to see some stakes uh, in Tiger Grizz. Um, okay, here's a question from Chris. Uh, and he, a couple of people in the chat have already started to answer. He says, who are your freshmen to watch at Raleigh Lane this year? Al, we talked about the freshmen coming from California, but uh, who else are you keeping an eye on? <sighs> you know, I don't have all the names in my head, but I know Meridian has a few freshmen. Nampa has a few freshmen. Post Falls has a few freshmen. So just some of the traditional uh, teams, but I don't have them to memory, but um, – if I saw the list of names of wrestlers wrestling this weekend, it'd be a little bit easier for me. Yeah. And it looks like uh, in the chat, you know, somebody threw out Brandon Edstrom. He's from Madison. Um, so that's definitely one to keep an eye on. And we'd love to hear from you in the chat as well. Freshmen that you're keeping an eye on that are going to be at Raleigh Lane this weekend. Um, yeah, I think Edstrom, I think uh, uh, Jarrett Robinson over at Minico, 106 pounder, could be a fun one to watch. Uh, Bishop Kelly's 98 pounder. The the um, crane Holton Crane's going to be fun to watch. You know, especially in those lower weights. There's some bigger kids coming in. American Falls has got a 182 pounder that's a freshman, Blaze Turner. But you get up to the in it. I'm genuinely interested to see how he does because that's a big weight to come in as a freshman. But I think he's only lost one or two matches. Um, and then um, Thunder Ridge had a freshman that made. Did he medal that uh, Onyx? Is it? Kunzanitis. Um, I, he's 138 pounder, so that's just brutal at Raleigh Lane, but it'll be interesting. So definitely a list of good freshmen that it's gonna be fun to watch. See Mountain how they Home and Mountain View have some uh tough freshmen coming in too. Yep. So um they we'll see after this tournament if they make their mark, we will know more. <laughs> that's right. Um yeah. yeah, we we got some more uh submissions from the chat. Jacqueline says Maddie Hamilton from Post yeah, Falls. That's so, another course. one that's gonna be fun to watch. He's having a great season. Yep. Uh Jacob says Edstrom, who we've talked about, Ridge Vale from yep. Minico. 
or Bonneville. Or, yeah, yeah, sorry, Bonneville. Yep. Um, Chris uh, says, you'll remember Ridgevale's name after the weekend, Al. We'll there see you if go. Chris can go there and make his mark, right? That's right. <laughs> For sure. Um, Another one to watch at Raleigh Lane, Riker Andreasen from Hawaii, 106-pounder. Uh, Concitus, uh, that's the kid you were talking about, Brian, yeah. a little bit. Um, David and Michaela also say Valero at 98 could be tough as well amongst yeah. the newcomers. So, yeah. yeah, a lot of good freshmen that are going to be there competing. Here's a question. Oh, go ahead, Al. Go ahead. Oh, uh, Concitus, that's the Thunder Ridge kid that placed at Sierra Nevada? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thirty-eight pl- pounder. Yep. yep. Yeah. He got my attention. I'm like, who is this kid? Yeah. Right. yeah just okay. a freshman, and at thirty-eight, that's impressive. Okay. Has a unique. Yep. Yeah. I never seen him be. Okay. This is good. All yeah. Right. More freshman Mesher from BK. X says Mountain Home kid. I wish I could remember his name. Uh, Kevin's got your back there. Camden Koontz. Koontz. Yes. He's Moho one hundred six. I was yeah. thinking about. He's tough. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Ed uh, Brian says uh, Avalos. Avalos, another tough yep. one. Yep. Uh, Greg says Kevin Muhlenberg. Um, Cam is a stud. Uh, Matty Hatchet at 120 from Glens Ferry. Yep. Ian Avalos. Yeah. So we're getting lots of good. Yeah. Those are the names right there. I knew when I saw them. I'd, yep. <laughs> Hopefully you took notes. And if not, you can go back and watch it on replay. <laughs> <laughs> every day. And- <laughs> Good girls on the freshman side too. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, Taylor Brown from Thunder Ridge. We talked about that taking second at the Sierra Nevada Classic. She'll be there. Um, and then you've got the uh, Olivia and and I, I forget their last names. Also, that you know, good freshman girls coming in. So there's some it, all around. Lots of good matches. Yep. For sure. All right, Brian, here's a question from HA up in Lewiston. Super excited for Raleigh Lane, but it's hard to look forward to brackets with so many variables. How will the weight allowance affect the brackets at Raleigh Lane? Any big potential matchups? Any wrestlers looking to go down a weight? I don't know if you know specifically, you know, who's up or down, but just in general, there is a lot of variance to the brackets that get set here at Raleigh Lane. There are, you know, and, and I've talked to some kids already that are going up or going down. And, you know, we've seen it a lot the last two weeks, though, uh, you know, with the Reno tournament where they're using the the other weight classes. So you've got, you know, state rankings where a lot of the 70 pounders were down at 65 for Tournament of Champions in the Sierra Nevada Classics. Uh, Minico had, you know, the Anderson kid cut down to 65. So they had two placers at 165. They had Twist at second, Anderson at fourth or fifth. And, and so you're seeing it already where the weight class is 165. You see a lot of 70s cut down. You see a lot of 82 pounders going down to 75. And that's really what we have at Raleigh Lane at 64, 74. And, you know, the rest of the weights, you know, you don't see it as much until you get up there to past 152 just because it's, it's, it is what it is. And, you know, they're cutting down on the four pounds. But you'll see it to some extent. Um, I don't know particularly what matchups we're going to miss out on you know i would assume like hudson rogers will be down at 82 for this he's not going to stay up at 95 for this i would guess um i don't know al if you've heard who's no down for sure no i you know correct me if i'm wrong okay so kids have certified this year so say you weigh 128.5 you certify for 132s so even though this is 26 or whatever say the weight's uh 26 you get four pounds you still can't go down that lower weight because you certified for the other right for the state tournament, but for Raleigh, they could go down. So uh, they can go down, even though they may have certified for the uh, weight. Say you certify for one thirty-two. Say mm-hmm. you don't make twenty-six. Is 
but you weighed 128.5. So you have to certify for the 132. Even though Raleigh's given four pounds, you can make that weight. I'm not, I'm not sure if you can go that weight. I mean, what is the rule? So you're saying the lowest they certify for is um say you say you weighed 128.5. Yeah. So you didn't certify for 126 for the season, but you you you're certified for 132 because you didn't make the 126 per se. But even though you can make 130 because mm -hmm. they're giving you a four pound allowance, I'm not sure if you can go that weight. Yeah, That's I don't question. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. If you haven't certified for that at the beginning of the season, you know, if you certified at 113 or 114, you can't go down to 13, even if there's a four pound allowance. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, there it is. Have to certify the weight loss. Yep. Okay. A couple of people have chimed in with that. Now, Tom says they can descend with a safe plan per the IHSAA. I don't know what that all entails, Brian, but. It sounds like it would be hard. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Any anything you gotta go to the IHSA with is not yeah. gonna be an easy process. So <laughs> yeah, that but that was a great question, Al. That was uh, I really yeah. liked that discussion you and Brian were having there for sure. Um, okay. Uh Chris says, you know, the four pounds creates some fun chaos as well. So. It does, it yeah. does. That's kind of what you have to do, right, Brian? You just gotta roll with it, right? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, happens. absolutely. And and that that's gonna be a lot of fun. There's a lot of matchups we're not gonna get to see at state and stuff because of that four pound allowance, you know. Um, so yeah, let's just sit back and enjoy it and see who drops a weight class for this tournament. Um, you know, Bishop Kelly get get them a chance to get some more kids in the tournament <laughs> because they can cut. You know, you got the. Valdez brothers, I mean, split them up for a tournament because of the weight allowance. Who knows? It, it's going to be a lot of fun, though. Yeah, just what BK needed. Yeah. <laughs> more, more assistance, right? Uh, for sure. Uh, Jason says Malia Garcia from New Plymouth is going to be tough. Giving a shout out there to New Plymouth. Um, let's see. Uh, Amy says Tucker Bowen gets to represent Soda Springs at Raleigh Lane this year. I'm not sure, but he may be the first. They have ever sent Al. That's exciting. We, we talked about Tucker a couple weeks ago. Uh, mm -hmm. And of course, he was on that list of commits we just showed uh, going to mm -hmm. Wyoming. First in school history, though. That's a big deal. Wow, that's great. That's great. Now, he's a tough kid. He's tough. He's one of that top tier kids. So be good to see him against all the other divisions. Yep. That's going to be really fun for sure. So uh, and, and speaking of, you know, we were talking about all these kids that have committed to the next level. Al, another kind of list you've been working on and you were sharing in the group chat a little bit are uh the wrestlers of course idahosports.com we do our rankings right where we rank all the kids uh just in idaho based on their weight classes but there are a couple of places that do national rankings as well al and i just i don't even know where to begin with some of that that would be a big undertaking but al you put together a list of some of the idaho standouts that are nationally ranked this year this is a pretty impressive list here um they're starting to grow. They're starting to take notice. Like I said a couple of years ago, goals to get our kids out there, get them recognized. They're doing the work, and now they're getting rewarded for it. I mean, as you can see, you know, Mac Mogger, he's proven himself on the national scale. He's ranked uh, in the two different rankings. Uh, he's ranked in the top 15, which really, when you look at 14, them between him and the kid ranked fourth is about the same kid. It's a cluster, really tight-knit. Talonek, he's an honorable mention. Coulter Burton. Uh, Carson expert, you know, Mara, you know, Mara wasn't even ranked in the top 20 in flow, but you know, he beats the number 
number 11 kid who beat the number three kid. And so, uh, you know, he's right there. Uh, Martino Skellinger, who's going to Doc B this weekend. He's going to see some tough competition. And then Shiloh Jones, uh, he's in the top 20. Um, you look at the girls. Uh, right now we have, well, there's four girls. Uh, Cadence Gerg who's not wrestling uh, high school style. She's the number one in the country. Uh, I wish she was wrestling collegiate style uh, wrestling in the high school. It'd be great to watch her compete. Um, but, you know, Jolie Slider, who's been putting in a lot of time, she's in the top top 20 along with Claire Waite and Zoe Fry. So that's pretty good representation. I think last year we had up to nine girls. I don't think it's difficult to surmise that with the number of grassroots efforts coming, we're seeing some of the younger middle school and grade school kid girls do really well. So I think that number is going to grow in the years to come along yeah. with the boys. It's an impressive list for sure. And one of the standout grapplers on this list was our Idaho wrestler of the week. I'll see if anyone in the chat wants to venture a guess as to who we selected and then we'll unveil who our Idaho wrestler of the week is. But this is a new feature that we're doing, guys, uh, where we kind of look at what happened over the past week and maybe it was a really standout performance, somebody that just jumped off the page at us. And basically we're going to honor them here on the show with the wrestler of the week honors. We'll put their uh, picture up in their bio, their academic accomplishments, their athletic accomplishments as well. Um, and so last week or two weeks ago, we did our very first one. It was Jason Mara from Meridian. Uh, nobody wants to guess. So I guess I'm just going to reveal it guys. Uh, our uh, athlete or our wrestler of the week is none other than the pride of Thunder Ridge. It's Talonek and, Al, this is a, a well-deserved honor for sure. Yeah, he made the finals of the Sierra Nevada uh, Classic. Uh, you know, just to make the finals, he went through two California kids who were ranked in the top uh, 15. They were really talented kids. Uh, he met Quintero of uh, Southern Cal down in the finals. That kid's ranked in the, in the in the country right now ahead of him. But he gave him a good match. I think he had beaten them before. But this is not only a solid kid on the mat, he's a great uh, student, a uh, great kid. Hopefully he'll be picking a school soon. I hope so and other schools are looking at him out there and the colleges, great kid, um, hard worker, and I wish him the best. Brian, I had to go with the really small font to get all of his wrestling <laughs> accolades up <laughs> on the screen. Uh, I think what stands out is two-time All-American uh, in both uh, you know, at Junior Nationals. Um, two-time state champion, a uh, three-time district champion. So he could go for four district titles uh, a little bit later on this season. Um, but again, we talked about at the top, look at that GPA 3.9 and also a member of the national honor society as well. Yep, That's it. Yep. Just another one of those great kids. And I've literally watched Talon since he was five years old wrestling. Saw him this week before they headed to Sierra classic as I had his ring from the ring ceremony. They stopped by the house. Um, just, amazing kid. So it's going to be well-deserved this week. Congratulations, Talon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and when I wrote his article, I learned a lot about him and his, uh, his love for wrestling early on in his career. I mean, he hurt, he broke his arm a couple times and the average person would have quit, never came back to wrestling. Uh, but his good friend Ramos, who was a Greco national champion, I believe, you know, he wanted to wrestle with him and, uh, after several years, he came back and, uh, you know, he's still going hard. That just tells you about his character and his background. Great family, great, great athlete. Yeah. yeah. 
Awesome job. Talonek, the 120-pound senior from Thunder Ridge, our Idaho Wrestler of the Week. Jacob says, Ayo, nephew. Raleigh time next. <laughs> and Bridget from Post Falls says, congrats, Talon, as well. So, Al, we have gotten some questions about, hey, how come you're not giving any love to the great girls that are wrestling in the state of Idaho? And we thought about doing, you know, two uh, two wrestlers of the week right one boy one girl but we really wanted to make it okay here is the one singular standout but we are keeping in mind kind of how many boys versus how many girls and we are going to get that as close to equal as we can throughout the season so i would say stay tuned some girls are probably going to be coming up so yep all right uh moving on let's talk about uh so we kind of we kind of hit raleigh lane real quick here's I put this together and then a lot of teams got added <laughs> late. But here's kind of a, a cursory list of all of the schools that will be competing at Raleigh Lane. And again, there's already some that are not on here, like Buell on the girls' side, Kellogg, Pocatello, were just a couple I noticed right away. But the teams that we've highlighted in yellow are teams that are ranked in their respective state. Uh, and Eagle here in green or in uh, pink is the number one. Uh, girls team in in idaho right now currently so i mean brian when you look at this list it's it's not comprehensive by any stretch but man we've got some big heavy hitters coming to raleigh lane yeah it, i mean the team titles up for grabs post falls meridian you got the 5a battle there with minico the 4a you know likely champ is there uh madison who we've talked about has got a great team doing well at duels um american falls one of the top three you know it's it's too bad we don't have South Fremont and Buell here too in the boys tournament because we have a true state championship championship bracket here because we, you know, all the heavy hitting teams are here. Uh, I don't know who I've got. My, you know, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see Menico, Post Falls, Meridian. Um, you know, I think those three schools are going to be in it, but there's a lot of other teams that could be pushing. So, and then the out of state schools kind of make it hard to handicap as well. Yeah, Al, do you have a good read on the out-of-state schools? I mean, Wasatch Academy from Utah is no joke. Um, maybe not as strong as they've been historically, but I think also, you know, I'm looking at Othello, Washington, and I know they are a very strong program year in, year out also. Yeah, Othello's, I think, number two in the 2A. Lake Stevens, number six in their 4A. Chiawana, number two in the 4A. Central Valley, they're in the top 15 in the 4A. Uh I know Gonzaga Prep had a few good kids uh, uh, last couple of years, so they may bring a few kids. But that's about all I know right now. Uh, I think Riverton, Utah is pretty tough as well, as well as uh, Redmond and La Grande, uh, Oregon has done well in their state uh, tournaments as well. Yeah, so. Bruce says Lake Stevens out of Washington is always tough. Jacob says BK will be the Raleigh champs if Skellinger stays Brian Skellinger. <laughs> I, uh, I I am see I would normally to and Bishop Kelly is a team that's missing on this list of course and uh, Lewis did's going to be there also and again if your school is coming to Raleigh Lane and you're not on this list let us know in the comments so we can give them uh, you know their proper due. Jacob says Crook County from Oregon is tough out. Mountain View, Oregon has the Tasmanian Devil, known as Scout Santos, at uh, one twenty-six or one thirty-two, depending tough. on where he decides to go. Yeah, what a nickname too. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Uh, and so, and so, I would normally, you know, I like Bishop Kelly in a lot of tournaments, but I just 
don't know if they have the the depth, Brian, to pull off a Raleigh Lane victory. I think they could finish pretty high, but we talked about with Bishop Kelly, really good talent at the top, but it's kind of a tightrope that they've got to walk sometimes. It is. And the other thing that they're going to be missing this week is Skellinger because he's down at Doc Bennett. Uh, you know, that hurts because that's that's one of the should have been a would have, would have most likely been a finalist at Raleigh. So I think that hurts BK. But, you know, we, we talk about their depth, but they went to uh, was it the tournament in Glens Ferry and took mostly their JV. And I think their JV took second at that tournament this week with 13 or 14 teams. So, you know, they might surprise some people on the with the depth. Um you know, Meridian, it's hard to bet against them. They're back-to-back 5A state champs, and, you know, they're going to have Rogers and Mara and several other kids right there in the, the thick of it. Nampa's going to have some kids place. Post Falls uh, could literally come in and just surprise, shock everyone, and I guess it, should, it wouldn't be a shock because they've done well at Tri-State. They've you know, got a good, solid team, the depth. Um, and then another one that uh, was on the list was Joab, Utah. I think they're ranked number three in Utah. It's a smaller school. Um, but you know, ranked overall number three team in Utah right now coming up. So that, you know, that, that could be an outside dark horse too. Yeah. yeah. We got Fruitland American falls too. Yeah. They're yeah. both ranked in the, in the top of their divisions as well. True. Uh, Middleton will be pretty solid. I don't know if they'll challenge for top five, but uh, they'll be in the thick, but uh, definitely post falls. They bring back like eight kids at place at state. Plus they had a lot of reserves. So. Yeah, I I am kind of leaning with you guys. Meridian post falls. I think Minico, you know, has a chance to be, you know, in the mix. I don't know if they can pull it off necessarily, but I think they'll be right there as well. Uh, I think I got Jacob's joke now. He said BK Raleigh champs if Skellinger stays. <laughs> I got you now. Okay. <laughs> took, took me a second to pick up what you were putting down there, Jacob. Uh, yeah, Skellinger's going to Doc B, um, and we'll we'll talk about Doc B, of course, coming up, um, but. Jacob wanted to know, is Mara going to be there for Meridian? Is Ryder Seguin going to be there for Post Falls? Uh, Al, I, think both those, I think both those guys are going to be there. I, I mean, Let's we don't. Hope. Yeah. Um, oh, and Bridget says no Ryder this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. That changes the calculus a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Justin letting us know Canyon Ridge girls and boys will be there. Thank you, Justin. Yeah, yeah. this was not a complete list by any means. This is kind of, I, I grabbed it off the website and when I got to the bottom and saw it only had 71 schools and knowing that we were at 98, I was like, oh boy, yeah, <laughs> there's going to be a couple missing off of this list. Jacob says it's just like tri state though. Points, points, points from the thoroughbreds. So. Yeah. Um, Ryder is injured, I guess, guys, with a broken hand. Get so, well soon. Bummer, yeah. man. That is a bummer. Um, Hoyt uh wants to know is Martino healed up, Al? I don't think I so. I haven't heard anything on the contrary that he's not. So, okay, good, good. Um, okay, Jacob says Nampa Dark Horse champs if they can keep all their guys at work. They're tough. I watched yeah. them in Reno, their kids are tough. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting for sure. And again, it is all about who can fill out the lineup the most efficiently uh, for sure. So that's uh, Raleigh Lane. Let's talk about Doc B because we've got a couple of kids going down to compete at this. I think Jacqueline was asking, is Matthew M going to be at Matt Mogger? I think she was asking about for Raleigh Lane. He's going to Doc B, right, Al? Yes, Matt Mogger is going for the third year. So, yes, he'll be there. Okay. And, and 
Who else is joining him that we know of? Uh, to my knowledge, Jaden Skelliger from BK and Mogger, and uh, I saw Idaho Falls in the list. So um, Saxton Scott, Saxton uh, Scott. So yeah, yeah let's just put it in perspective what this tournament is. So if you break down tournaments like top tier, there's three levels. This is tier one. So this is probably a top three or four tournament in the country. So basically, where Raleigh Lanes medal matches or finals where you have that caliber that's round one at the doc <laughs> buchanan so it's the yeah. best of the best in the country um saint edwards is going to be there all the top california schools and just studs from around the country so this would be a big test for our kids there i know they'll yep. do well yep for sure um so jacqueline was asking earlier uh if if uh, Matthew M was going to be at Raleigh Lane, guys, I'm a little rusty. It's been two weeks. I went to Mac Mogger. She's obviously talking about uh, Matt Martino from Bishop Kelly. So sorry about that, Jacqueline. And she said, "Yeah, no, from BK." So uh, I, I, I guess we'll find out. But I don't. We haven't heard anything contrary. Haven't heard anything on the contrary. Um, okay, Jacob is wondering: Is Mara going to a tournament in Cali? And he asked Brad Mirai. So I guess if Brad has the answer, we'll find out. But if anyone knows, coach knows. <laughs> yes, for sure. That it can be kind of hard, Brian, to track down who's going where sometimes. Uh yeah. it's it's hard for the coach, let alone, you know, supposed experts like us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> supposed is the key term. <laughs> yep, for sure. So um it, it is gonna be interesting. Allison says uh Packer, Banta, and Clark from South Fremont are all going to be at Raleigh, Al. And that's the other thing we see are the smaller schools that your three A's and two A's will splinter off. If they've got kids that they think have a shot at going to Raleigh lane and competing for a title, I think you'd be crazy to deny your, your athlete that opportunity. And yeah, then you'll we, keep, you'll keep the rest of your team back and, and South Fremont will do that. And they'll compete with everybody else at the Buell invite. Yeah. We posed a question before, you know, is, does every kid need to go to these national level tournaments now? But if you're looking to go Division One and wrestle at that caliber, you gotta you can't be afraid to face that kind of comp. Like Mogger, he's been going to tough tournaments. Skellinger, they're going to because that's what it's going to be like week in and week out in Division One. So you better start getting used to that caliber. And and I I admire them for putting it on the line. But yeah, I mean Raleigh is a top tier tournament too. It's a it's a tough tournament. So where our in state kids are going to be challenged, which is great to see. It's going to you know. It's great to see. Yeah. And so, Brian, we talked about with South Fremont sending those three studs to Raleigh. You know, does that change the Buell invite? Does Buell now win that tournament kind of going away, do we think? Can South yeah. still push them? Yeah. I mean, it hurts that tournament as far as the gauge goes, is who's going to, you know, take 3A. Because if they both had full squads there, it would give us a lot better picture. But with, with South taking, you know, three of their, their dogs to Raleigh that, you know, that, changes the math. Uh, but what it does also is it makes Raleigh a lot more fun because those three kids are going to take out some kids from these teams that might win it. And that's, that's what it might take for somebody else to sneak through and win a team title is hit, you know, one of those weight classes with Banta Packer or Clark and lose one of their horses to one of those kids. So it, it makes the tournaments that much more fun, but it does, I think, affect uh, Buell as kind of the, the, the temperature gauge, so to speak for the three, a title. Yeah, and we have a lot of second teamers, right? Varsity B guys. They call them JB, but you know, the second teamer that can go to state. We have a lot of second teamers that are good. Yeah. That you know may may show, you know, hey, they may, they may, it may even improve their stock after this tournament. 
Yeah, and uh, another example here of a guy <clears throat> splitting off to go to Raleigh, uh, Googleman from American Falls is going to go to Raleigh uh, and um, compete there. So, yeah, uh, be interesting. Yeah. So are they at Buell as well? Is that where American Falls is? I don't see them on the Buell list. So I, I thought American Falls was bringing the whole squad because uh, uh, that freshman we were talking about at 182, Blaze Turner, American Falls, I thought he was going to be at Raleigh too. So maybe, yeah, maybe that was just a shout out could be yeah. yeah yeah and bridget says let's go nate so there you go yep uh and yeah nate says okay. all of af uh will be at raleigh men's yeah. and women's so way to go beavers uh for sure yeah sue ann says the whole team okay um question for al we were talking about doc b uh xavier wants to know is that a top five tournament in the country al? without a doubt it's tougher than yeah it's it's top five definitely a top tier Tier one. With that in mind, what would you define as a successful trip for our Idaho athletes that are going down there to compete? Obviously, titles would just be nice. Place. For, just right. a place. Place in the top eight. Yeah, A kid taking eighth there could easily be third or fourth. It's how close it is. Sort of like what we saw with Marga, Cepeda, and uh, Ethan Parco. They're all within one second of beating each other, right? There's going to be a lot of close matches. So there's the depth is pretty good. Yeah. Sean says you take top eight and doc B. Yeah. That's something to be proud of when you come home for sure. Uh, Kevin giving a shout out to price Thomas from Glens Ferry. He'll be at Raleigh competing. So, all right, here we go. Price the pilot from Glens Ferry. Love it <laughs> for sure. So yeah, there's going to be some really good. I mean, now that we're into the new year, I mean, we hit Raleigh lane and it's kind of like, okay, we, are at a little jog in December, Brian. And now we've kind of like, now we're sprinting to the finish line. Everybody can kind of see it on the horizon. So. Yeah, here we go. Right. We're, we're the thick of it. The next three, four weeks, there's some big tournaments coming up and uh, kicking it off with the bang with Raleigh. I can't wait to see one, one of the best weekends of the year for sure. Yep. So we'll keep an eye on Raleigh Lane this weekend. We'll keep an eye on the Buell Invitational, of course. We will keep an eye on Doc B and our Idaho wrestlers down there competing. And I'm really interested in that battle for the M. Try duel on Thursday night too, Al. That'll be fun. The winner gets your hat as well as the trophy. <laughs> the stakes have risen. Yeah. Shoot. Sure. For sure. Well, in, in the meantime, of course, you can always find good wrestling content at idahosports.com on the homepage. Uh, our team rankings and individual rankings, those usually come out, you know, Wednesday with it being a holiday week. You know, nobody really worked on Monday because it was New Year's Day. You know, might be a day late, uh, but stay tuned. We will have those updated rankings for you coming out of the uh, post-Christmas break. Of course, Al just did a recent... Uh, it just uh, landed today on the homepage at IdahoSports.com. Your latest hidden gems of Idaho prep wrestling with uh, Jake Castanetto from Bishop Kelly, formerly of Glens Ferry. Great kid, great family, hard worker. You want to talk about commitment, a kid that really loves the process of training hard. I mean, he's, he's the kid. He's been exposed to a lot of great coaching and background, but his work ethic is second to none. Great kid. Yeah, and see, I'm I'm shocked that I got his name right because I'm accustomed to his older brother Wyatt Castanetto. I covered State him. State champion, right? Three time placer. 
Yeah, and and a heck of a baseball player too. I covered him at the state baseball tournament a couple times. Really good catcher. So uh, I'm shocked that I said Jake and not Wyatt because in my head I was thinking Wyatt the whole time. So I'm I'm, I'm glad I got that out. But of course, you can always find <clears throat> Al's latest hidden gems uh, and our rankings and all that great stuff right on the homepage at IdahoSports.com. But uh, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in to the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast. If you could hit that like button real quick before you head out for the evening and, and share this, it'll help everybody that wasn't here live tonight find things a little easier. But until next time, for Al and Brian, I'm Brandon. Enjoy the competition this weekend, everybody, and we'll see you back here next Tuesday night live on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, Twitter account, as well as the Idaho Wrestling News Facebook page as well for another edition of the Matt Chat Prepcast, 8 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Pacific time, every Tuesday night on IdahoSports.com. Thanks for watching, everybody. Hey there. <laughs> Going to be lots to talk about. <laughs>